Hey guys, Ronnie here with the AOT Chronicles. Chaz is in the bathroom, so I'm just recording this real quick. If you uh, didn't get a chance to listen to the episode entitled The Commander Keith Debacle, I suggest you go listen to that. Uh, Just throwing this quick little splurge at the beginning of the episodes. Basically, long story short, me and Chaz are terrible podcasters, and we called... um, Fuck, what's the guy's name? (laughs) And so anyway, I totally remember the guy's name. It's Kits Wellman slash Kits uh, Warrior, as we like to call him. It's actually War, Warner, War, I don't know how to say it. Uh, Anyway, if that's going to make you mad, you might not want to listen to this podcast because we definitely mistake the two. Starting at episode 10, we'll get better. But anyway, thanks for listening. Send feedback to thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. Peace. Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chad with a D. And we are here to talk about episode 9. We're really moving through these things. We are. Title of the episode is Whereabouts of His Left Arm, The Struggle for Trost, Part 5. And I don't know about you, but I just don't even know what that title's trying to refer to. Me neither, dude. But maybe if we dive deep, we can figure it out as we move along. How did you you like this episode? Well, you know how I liked this episode, especially the latter half. Um, Our boy Keith. Oh, this is a Keith episode, ladies and gentlemen. And it might be our longest episode yet. It might be. And let's just say, I know we joke about Keith not getting any sleep. But he definitely look like looks like he has zero sleep at this point. Wow, spoiler alert. Spoilers. Let's get into the episode. We get the narrator. They're telling us the casualties from the Titan attack, how especially brutal they were because the Scout Regiment had set out on a mission beyond the wall that morning. And so this is, you know, the most current time when the Titans broke in and Aaron got swallowed. And, Everything was bad. So many soldiers were lost because we yeah. had an entire yeah. entire force that was outside the walls. The elite of the elite. We immediately go to a flashback where the same scout regiment is riding through the city on their way to the mission when we meet some new characters. We got Commander Irwin, who has some gorgeously slick to the side blonde hair, if I do say so myself. He does, and he's got... Oh, just beautiful eyebrows. Yeah, you told me this was kind of a meme. It in, is. It's, in the uh, AOT community. Get me caught up. In the AOT community, we respect the brows, okay? I respect them too. They are relatively large, especially the closer you get to the forehead. He carries us on his brows. We also meet a man uh, who someone in the crowd refers to as Top Sergeant Levi. Uh, The person in the crowd also mentions that he heard Levi has the strength of an entire brigade, to which Levi replies under his breath, Ah, shut up. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like people back in the day when they're before cameras and stuff when they used to say Wilt Chamberlain could jump thirty feet in the air. Like that's that's yeah. what this guy reminded it's me. It's just of. the legends that yeah. you know he's obviously good, but legends have built up, and so now people are saying crazy things like that. Yeah, there's no way Levi could be that good. Or could he? 
Chad, uh, what's the best way to describe the vibe Levi is putting off? To me, Levi, he seems like a super, uh, I mean, super humble guy. He doesn't want to hear all this nonsense about how good he is, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah. And he's just a cool-ass dude. He just seems like a cool-ass dude. He's riding next to, uh, they haven't said her name yet, I'll go ahead and say it. It's Hanj, I believe, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, see, that I've heard him say Hanji, they say Hanj. Hanji. Um, either way, Hanji or Hanj. All right, Hanji's riding next to him and mentions that he's a clean freak. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, but she's interesting in her own right because she can't wait to go see some Titans and even more specifically is hoping to see some unique variants, which the last one of those I remember seeing just so happened to jump in the air, glide above 10 buildings, and then chomped her old buddy Thomas out of the air. Yeah, she's uh, definitely out of her mind because it's almost like she gets put in the mood with these Titans and it's a little creepy, I yeah. must say. I gotta say, if if I'm on horseback, I'm thinking, you know, if we see a unique variant, all right. But I'm not going out there hoping to see one. No. The uh, the narrator cuts back in, telling us that surveying the areas beyond the walls and establishing bases of forward operations are the duties of this scout regiment. They are referred to as the best and the brightest of humankind. And the resourcefulness of these individuals greatly increase their survival rate. So you might be thinking, well, these guys, you know, I guess you go be with them. They're safe. They're so yeah. smart and stuff. Guess no one dies. Uh, that being said, going outside the wall still results in over 30% of casualties. Oh. So... So the best of the best can only protect about close to 70% of people. One in three. Not... Oh. Not great numbers. Not great, but it's definitely better if uh, than if other people went outside, I guess. Hey, you know what I like to say? Could what? be worse. It could. You're right. It could be a hundred. We, uh, we see a poor old lad who is being used as a chew toy. And, you know, he's given this Titan a piece of his mind. And let's be honest, this Titan is just messing with this poor guy. Yeah, he does not care what this guy says whatsoever. Uh, he's just playing with his food. He's not He's not getting to the point at all. And even though this guy's in a horrible situation, he's still letting this Titan know that humankind is going to win. And in the end, Top Sergeant Levi is going to kill this son of a bitch. And in what is unfortunate timing, Levi swoops in to kill this Titan approximately three seconds after this Titan takes a full bite into our brave friend oh yeah i mean the full bite it looks like both of his legs should have been cut off i don't know if they were but... i mean before it seemed like he was just kind of gnawing on him and then he comes and finishes the drill and it was like as soon as he mentioned levi the titan had heard the rumors <sighs> so he's like oh i gotta bite down on this son of a bitch now it seems like maybe he just messed with his knee a little bit and if levi had came a little bit sooner this guy would have yeah. just been walking around with a limp for a couple days but but no they uh they tried to sneak the Titan of the Week by me, Chad. But I'm a professional, so I still caught it. He shows up right after Levi kills that one Titan, and he looks like Tom Selleck. <laughs> Do you remember this guy? I definitely remember this guy. Uh, listeners might be thinking, hey, that's a weird one, but I would just like to point out the fact that I don't choose the Titans of the Week. They choose me. Yes. And this week... Tom Selleck Titan. Tom chose Ronnie. 
We meet a girl named Petra. She meets up with Levi on some roofs, and she's asking to get some orders. Uh, Levi tells her to tend to the soldiers below, and then tells the rest to take the Tom Selleck Titan down to the right while he deals with the other two, the other two to the left. That's just a boss-ass move right there. That's, um, that's some confidence. That's, you know... That's LeBron telling every other player on the court to clear out while he uh, lowers his shoulder and tries to get into the basket. And bulldozes into the basket. Yep. And he may or may not complain when he doesn't get a foul. From what we see, though, Hanji alone takes out Tom. So maybe, you know, she's pretty impressive, too. She can take out one by herself. And, and you always know, too, Levi and Hanji, they look a little older yeah. You know if you've been around for a while because the death rate for the scouts, you know, is not very it's not very good. Yeah, you think, you know, you go out 3 times, the death rate's 1 in 3, you keep coming back, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, so they've got to be badasses in their own right. We then meet back uh well, first I should mention Levi goes and he looks like he's participating in a bake sales cakewalk. This is how easy he's making this thing look. He's just toying with this poor guy. He's smack talking, and he just takes down two Calls of these him titans. Ugly, I think too. Yeah, he exactly. He takes down two of these titans, but not even before he tells them that they are ugly. Which, you know, <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So, I hope those titans didn't get too down on themselves. <laughs> And we then meet back up with Petra on the ground, who is tending to our brave friend, who was hyping up Levi, where he was, uh, when he asked if he's going to die without being well, of any service. Let me say this before you get into that, which that that is very important. But I love how Levi smashes this. What it looks like has to be a ten to fifteen meter Titan. It is a very tall Titan. When he slashes him up, he falls face first. Mm -hmm. You would think our boy just gets crushed by this Titan, and there's no way he would be able to talk. Um, so how? answer me this, Ronnie. How is this guy still alive talking? He's resilient. He's resilient, okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know. He just wants it so bad, uh, and he managed to crawl to the side of the wall and kind of post up there. And Petro has given him great care in the couple seconds when Levi was taking care of business. And so he's holding on a little bit longer. He I like wants, this guy. He wants to talk to Top Sergeant Levi. So anyway, he asks once again if he's going to die without being of any service. And Levi here tries to challenge Marco for best bro and tells him, No, you served well, and from now on, your commitment will give me strength. Who? Which, as far as things people could tell you when you were about to die, that's got to be top five. That gave me chills. It when did. He, and he uh, grabbed his hand, too, in the same moment. Beautiful. Beautiful. Levi, he's not quite done with his little rah-rah speech here, though, because he takes a page out of Aaron's book and tells his dying comrade that he will destroy every last Titan without fail. Okay. We've heard that before. For some reason, I tend to believe Levi a little bit more than Aaron, but... It's Aaron saying, Levi needs to pay him royalties for taking that. He does. Commander Irwin rides up and tells Levi that they, uh, they're pulling back because he's received word of Titans heading north, and this is a repeat of five years ago. Not good. We cut to a montage that looks to be mostly Aaron's point of view in the moments leading up to his arm being bitten off and swallowed by the Titan. 
We then come back, he's inside the Titan's stomach, which, may I say, is just an absolute horror show. Yeah, that's probably the worst situation I've seen so far in the show. Especially when we have the the girl. She's just laying over there, crying uh, and asking for her mom. That yeah. was just brutal. We've got just heads and different parts of bodies just floating around and either just straight up blood or stomach acid. Aaron's, oh, and, yeah, and the girl is also saying it's hot in here, and it's just it's just a straight-up nightmare. Yeah, it's like, you know what's worse than hanging inside of a Titan stomach with a bunch of dead bodies? Hanging inside a Titan stomach with a bunch of dead bodies while a girl's slowly dying a gruesome death, yelling for her mom. Under, yes. Well, mumbling for her mom, I should say. She's not even getting a real yell out. Aaron is thinking to himself that this wasn't supposed to be like this because they are different from five years ago. So I can only assume he's talking about the upgraded cannons and trenches because as far as I can see, that's the only thing that's changed in the past five years. You, you, dis- you disagree? I don't disagree. How is he in this situation? The cannons have been updated. We have the trenches with the sticks. I don't understand how this situation came about. He's thinking, we did all we could do. What? What else are these titans asking from us? We upgraded the cannons. We built some trenches. But uh, listen, sorry, I know I love to take jabs at the cannons, but he's really just thinking about how hard they all trained and studied, and he's just disappointed that even with all that hard work, this is still his situation right now. But anyway, you know our Aaron. One leg, one arm. He's burning up inside a titan stomach, and he's still not going to give up. And not only is he giving up, he or not giving up, he mentions for what I believe is the first time that he's going to wipe them out, every last one of them. No, he does not. He says it right here, yeah. He's in the... T- okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes people get back down into a corner, and I would say the largest corner to get back down into would be a, inside of a stomach, and he's still not giving up. I don't know what he, he thinks resilient. he's going to do at this point. I don't know if he's just, like, holding on for the ride, even though he knows. I, I just, yeah. I'm he's, trying got, to, he's got one arm, but he is going to wipe them all out with that arm. I'd love to slide down the throat of that Titan real quick and just interview him and just say, Hey, Aaron, <laughs> I've got a podcast. Just want to get a, get a take for the fans. What do you plan on doing if you're still going to get all these guys? Because it looks like you're in a sticky situation. But with that being said, we see an arm shoot out of bearded old man Titan's mouth, followed by Aaron in Titan form exploding out of its body. Mr. Nice Guy makes another appearance. Mr. Nice Guy. I love it. Quiz time. This one's easy, Chad, so don't get too worried. But okay. we've got, you've already got one point on the board. Let's try and get a second. Play at home. What color does the Titan's eyes glow? Aaron's Titan. Oh, oh no! You might get me on this one because I'm thinking of future episodes and wow. certain moments. I want to say yellowish, green, greenish. Okay, so this is like the whole yellow green Gatorade debacle, is what I'm. Hearing. Um, no, it's actually not that at all. Go back and watch the episode. <laughs> it's so green you wouldn't believe it. So yellow green. I- Understood. Keep going. (laughs) Yellow green. I'm just going to add another point to your board here. You might be worried that when in Titan form, Aaron forgets his goals and dreams, but I would say don't worry because we get inner Aaron Titan monologue letting us know he's going to wipe out every last one from this world. Again, that was a shocker to me. Keeping his eye on the prize. 
He starts off with just a brutal fist down a titan's throat. Oh yeah. What move is that? I don't I don't remember Aaron doing this in human form, so this must just be just an epiphany in his head. I don't know. Like, I mean, right in the kisser. I mean, further than the kisser. Further, yeah. Aaron slowly begins to snap out of his flashback that he's been having and is muttering under his breath. Possibly the worst thing you could be muttering when uh, in this situation. He's saying, I'll kill them all, while being consoled by a very concerned-looking Armin. The transition to that was just absolutely glorious. Yeah. I loved that. Um, especially the look on his face, too. He's got the most terrifying look on his face. Yeah, it doesn't take long at all, and just like that, we're caught up to what, what's been going on with Aaron the past mm-hmm. few episodes. I like how they did that. It was a good use of kind of a flashback, and the good thing about this situation is he's only around Armin and 40 other soldiers who think that he's taking them out, but... Then one guy goes, did he just say he's going to kill us all? (laughs) (laughs) Which, I should also mention Mikasa is here. Aaron starts to realize the situation and is wondering why they are all pointing those titan killing blades at him because he knows one thing for sure, and that is that he is definitely not a titan. He's like, am I the only one that thinks I'm not a titan? What is happening? He goes, well, next these guys are going to be pointing a cannon at me. What's going on here? I'm not a titan. And as the best cliffhanger I've seen in this show so far, right before the calling card, we get a shot of a very looking tired Commander Keith. And it's at this point I thought to myself, Aaron, you are so effed in the A because Keith is here. And you know what Keith doesn't like? He does not like cowards who run away and he does not like Uh traitors. Or foolishness. Or foolishness. Or disloyalty. Disloyalty, traitors, foolishness, cowards. Or not remembering how you get to a certain place. Bread eaters, forgetfulness. Or rim sleep. (laughs) He's not about that either. He believes in the quickest of cat naps and then getting right back to it. Anyway, we'll get back to him. Calling cards. They're here to let us know the oldest confirmed record of Titans was 107 years ago. We go to the next slide. And the second one lets us know that humankind attempted to resist the Titans by using cannons. But shockingly, they could not do anything against their incredible life force. Well, they fixed them. But yet, we're still using them 107 years later. Well, Ronnie, they fixed them. That's the I whole. would like to take a second here, okay? I spent a lot of time on the cannons. Too bad. I'm spending a little bit more. We have such... They've talked about how we have such a limited history in this time period like all we know is kind of vaguely when they showed up they don't even seem to really know how the wall was built even though it was a hundred years ago mm-hmm. but one thing they do have in the history books is hey cannons don't work and yet they're still using cannons out of all the things that keith does not like he should hate the cannons okay <laughs> i don't have the answers if you're looking for the answers from me you're gonna have to go to someone else but I just feel like if you put me in a city with monsters on the outside trying to kill me and you say, hey, the cannons, they don't work. You got a hundred years to come up with something different. I'm going to come up with something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what that something is. <laughs> I might just be throwing rocks at them and think, hope that they're uh, allergic to a certain type of rock. 
Connie is telling, we come back from the calling cards, we're not with Aaron right now. We're somewhere else in the city where Connie's telling Krista and Ymir about the rough time they had refilling their gas in the supply room. Um, Krista asks if everyone else who isn't with them right now, if they're dead, which Connie replies, yes. And Ymir asks, even Mikasa. Now, I couldn't help but notice she didn't mention Armin or Aaron. <laughs> no. They were not on her radar. They were not on her radar. She was just in disbelief that Mikasa actually died. Or, or she believed that Mikasa died. Yeah, she's talking about Mikasa, so you know John has to pipe in. He's telling them that uh, you know, he'd love to tell them what happened, but unfortunately they're sworn to secrecy while we get still frames of most of the group helping Aaron back inside the walls. John is totally that guy. He's totally that guy. He's like, oh, by the way, I know what's... You've got always has that friend. That one friend that's like... Oh, my gosh. That knows what's going on, and you're like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, well, I would tell you, but it's a secret. Yeah. It's like when your boss is at work, and you're shitting on him all throughout the year, and then he brings you into the office to tell you about something, and then you come back, and everyone's asking, like, oh, what'd he say? And like... Well, guys, I'm really not supposed to say, so <laughs> if we could just forget about it and move on, that's probably going to be the best course of action. It's just no one likes this guy. No, no one likes that type of guy. Hannes is at the top of the wall in what has to be the weirdest scene uh, that feels like it might kind of just be shoved in there. Uh, he's looking down on a bunch of titans, and some sickly-looking guy comes up to Hannes and... He's, you know, saying that he knows five years ago Hannes helped three kids escape, which, first of all, seems like maybe a mistake, because from what we saw, we only saw him help Aaron and Mikasa, right? Yes, but, well, spoilers, I can't mention the other part of it. Oh, okay. Well, it's not really spoilers, yeah, he only helped, he only helped Mikasa and Aaron, but a little somebody... Well, I can't say spoilers. Sorry, I'm pulling the Jean right now. <laughs> the boss told me. The boss you know, told me that. <laughs> I've seen some future episodes. I was revealed information, and you well, know, maybe this guy can't say. Maybe this guy just heard rumors, and you know, added the third guy in, even though Armin was too scared to even go back and help Mikasa and Aaron at that moment. Okay, I I'll accept it, but whether it was right to say that now or not. It gives us an opportunity for Hannes to tell us why they all three will live by breaking down the traits of each one of them. Now, he doesn't use names. He just so try and figure out which one is which. One has high-level fighting skills. Okay, that's Aaron. One, an indomitable, indomitable, okay. however you, know, you want to say that word, spirit. Oh, that's definitely Armin. And one has a brilliant mind. Mikasa, okay. We got him figured out. (laughs) (laughs) So good luck solving that puzzle. It's anybody's guess as far as I can tell, but I think you might have nailed it, Chad. Might have. Uh, We cut back to my bae, Keith, and he's pissed. He's real mad. He decides right here and there that he will be conducting an inquiry, and if they do not tell the truth or they move from that spot, that he will fire the cannons without hesitation. So, yes. ladies and gentlemen, Keith Sadie's judge, jury, and executioner. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Beautiful moment. 
and gets this thing started by asking Aaron, what exactly is he? Titan or human? But uh, before we get to the answer, we get a close-up of Keith, and my God, does he look horrible. <laughs> he looks so bad. First of all, we got some of his DNA, and we sent it off to Ancestry.com, and against popular belief within the community, he is not part raccoon. Okay? <sighs> I've been seeing some theories thrown around. He has no raccoon heritage. Uh, he's really just that sleep-deprived. I can't see the top of his head, but if you told me it was anything other than a huge bald spot, I just w- would not believe you. <laughs> I guess the final note I have on his appearance is I feel like I can smell his breath through the TV screen, and it just smells like booze and onions. <laughs> Chaz, do you have anything else to say about our friend Keith, who just looks like he's on hard times? My God. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. We uh obviously we we talk about Keith off podcast for many many hours and you brought up a great question that I'd like to return to you now. Okay. You like Keith with hair or without hair? I'm going to have to go with with hair Keith. I'm not I'm not about the skinhead. Yeah. I'm more the with hair Keith. It just adds to his whole aura. It, it adds to his aura and I just feel like Ever since he got hair, this man has just looked even worse. It's usually the other way around. You lose hair, you look worse. In his position, he's gained hair, and he looks ten times worse. We'll get back to the main part, I guess. But <laughs> So Aaron is more confused than I was attempting to take SATs after not doing homework for 12 years, which just pisses off Keith even more and launches him into an entire rant about how the best course of action is to blow all three of them into smithereens right here. And, you know, in case you weren't buying into his whole spiel here, he puts a cherry on top right at the end by saying, I am not wrong. He's just... (laughs) Just to let everyone know, you know, I'm not wrong. And... He might be convincing himself more, more than he is everyone else, but... But Keith goes on to tell them that he will fire the cannons at them without hesitation, even though it might seem like he's actually hesitating quite a lot right now. And he's also shaking. He's so nervous. <laughs> but but that's, he's giving them a chance. I think okay. it's actually just the lethal amount of caffeine that he's consuming every day to stay awake these days. Yes, I don't even think they have caffeine, but we're going to assume that they do. <laughs> he's got something, because how this guy's still awake... I don't know. You know, after telling everyone that he's not wrong, some soldiers speak up, agreeing with him, saying, hey, we need to kill these guys right now. And with that being said, Big Dick Energy Mikasa makes another appearance by letting everyone know that her special talent is slicing off flesh. Hey, Mikasa. So creepy. There's a time and a place to be a cocky bitch, and now might not be that time. It's just 40 soldiers pointing blades at him, Ronnie. What do you mean? This is, it's just, listen, I don't doubt her skills, but 40 soldiers, cannons, just, and your only allies are Armin and Aaron, who doesn't even know where he is right now. Just, you know, dip your toe in the water, feel out the situation, go from there. Lucky for her, though, because it didn't seem like a great time to be that confident. A soldier walks up and lets Keith know who, by the way, did just shit his pants after Mikasa said that. 
Yeah, he's seen her in action. <laughs> the soldier lets Keith know that she helped fight in the rear guard and that her fighting skills are worth that of a hundred soldiers. So therefore, losing her would be a huge loss for humankind. Just more a character building of just how yep. crazy how Mikasa crazy she is, and really Keith did. really takes that comment to heart. Yeah, Keith <laughs> has seen the mixtapes of the ODA yeah. gear. He knows how serious she is. Armin, let's get a check up on him. Uh, he's still very scared, and Aaron is still very confused. <laughs> so they're they're still they're not developing anything. They got the same thing going on. Aaron then proceeds to fight himself in his inner monologue by saying he's got no memory of being a Titan except for that one memory of him being a Titan. <laughs> but, th- but thank God that was just a dream. That was just a dream, so it doesn't matter. He realizes he's got to say, you know, what he's got to say, and so he yells that he is a human being, which apparently isn't the right answer that Keith wants to hear because... He still raises his hand to, in very dramatic fashion, may I say. It was a slow hand raise. I have a feeling Keith was going to raise his hand no matter what the answer was. Yeah, it kind of felt like that, because it seems like Aaron gave the answer Keith would have wanted. But yet, it just seems like this whole last five minutes, Keith Well, Keith could've... wanted the truth. Or... <laughs> <laughs> or at least he thought he did. He thought he did. Uh, so he's raising his arm in very dramatic fashion, alerting the canyons to be at the ready. And as the three prepare themselves for the worst, Aaron's key dangles around his neck, which reminds him of that time his dad told him he would show him the secret in the basement once he returned. Along with that, he also remembers his dad preparing an injection and letting him know that it was going to block his memory from that point on. So this is kind of, I believe it was the second episode where we got a little uh, flashback, but it was real broken up. We couldn't really tell Mm -hmm. what was going on. We seem to be getting a little bit more of that. And Aaron's dad leaves him with the final mission to retake Walmaria and make your way to the basement. The key's power will be useful at that time. Right. And he also said, too, I I liked one of the comments he said was, their memories will tell you how to use this, which we have no idea what that means. Yeah, it's that basement. What's going on in that? I can't wait to find out. Exciting stuff. And with that, cannons are fired. Aaron bites himself, transforming into a skeleton version of a Titan. This confused me so much the first time through because I didn't know why he was a skeleton. (laughs) And he does that to protect Mikasa and Armin. Everyone at this point, Keith isn't the only one with dirty pants. Everyone's got dirty pants, and that's the end of the episode. And the cannon didn't do much damage to the skeleton, to our surprise. Yeah, who could believe (laughs) that the cannon would not be successful at killing someone who was suspicious to be or suspected to be a titan shocker the first thing i'm doing when i become lord of this place is i'm taking out every single cannon and replacing them with silly spray (laughs) something replace it with anything anything that's the end of the episode uh did you have anything else to bring up chad no, I just loved how much Keith was in this episode. That's It was really great. I felt like I was fanboying, couldn't get my breath the entire time because I just eagerly awaited his next syllable. 
and he never let me down. Keith never lets down. But great episode. Uh, we've reached the end of another one, and we did it in good timing. It wasn't as long as I thought. I thought I allowed myself more time to fanboy over Keith, but I think I held it to a respectable limit. Yeah, because there might be people that hate on Keith, but to those people I say, um, screw you. Yeah, if you don't like Keith, you might as well just just don't even listen to the podcast. Yeah, we're uh, we're super fans over here, and we're not going to tolerate any slander of Keith. So if you do happen to shoot us an email at thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. If you do happen to shoot us an email and you're hating on Mr. Keith Sadies, uh, we will block you. <laughs> Just let us know. Uh, let me know if I forgot anything about Keith's appearance. Give us feedback on the episode. Let us know how much you dislike the podcast. Yeah, hey, subscribe. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Shoot us a comment on YouTube. You don't have to just send emails. You can comment. Rate and review. Rate, review. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. Tell your parents. Tell your sister. Tell whoever. Uh, And with that being said, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. This is Chaz. This is Ronnie. And uh, I'm out. Peace. We are back at it again. The AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chad with a D. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Keep it. Should I keep it? Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chad with a D. (laughs) 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 Voice crack.